You are Locked On NBA Draft, your daily podcast on the NBA Draft, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, yo, what up? You're listening to Locked On NBA Draft, and this is your host, Rafael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies. I hope everyone is having a good week. We are past the halfway point, and we are just a couple of days away from preseason NBA basketball. But before I get started, I just wanted to thank each and every listener for making Locked On NBA Draft, your first listen of the day. And also remember, Locked On NBA, Locked On Mavs, or whatever team that you love is also free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and now on, you know, for example, Locked On Rockets. And this episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. Rock Auto has an amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. So a little bit about me. The last couple of days, I have been dealing with this crazy back pain. Had a hard time like watching film or just doing any of the work that I normally do on a computer. Got to the point where I was sitting like on my knees, like at my desk, and I'm on my knees working because my back, I don't know, it's like this uncomfortable, dull feeling that I've been having in my back. So me being the knucklehead that I am, I've actually been dealing with back issues, I don't know. I mean, since I can remember, probably the last 20 years. I mean, it's it's been bothering me, but nothing too crazy. And I'm one of these these people that only goes to the doctor if it's something like really, really wrong. Well, finally decided to go a couple of days ago, and when I went to the chiropractor, they told me that my pelvis was out of line. One leg was longer than the other, and my posture is terrible. So now I have to go and, you know, get multiple. I guess I have to go to the chiropractor about twice a week for the next month or so. Hopefully my leg is evened out. Um, yeah, you know, it's kind of weird when they tell you that one leg is longer than the other. And, yeah, I've just been dealing with with this back pain. So, um, I've been like Steve Nash, Laker Steve Nash, just laying on the floor, have my laptop on the floor, watching film with a ice pack or, or, or heat pack on my back. So hopefully I can get back to my normal routine within the next couple of days because, again, even though laying on the floor has been more comfortable than sitting in a chair lately, it's still not the ideal situation. But um, But, yeah, so the last few days I've been... Laying on the floor, watching all the news going on with the NBA. And, you know, everything seems to be centered, not even around basketball right now. Everything's, you know, from NBA training camps is either Ben Simmons or vaccination. Who is not vaxxed yet? And, and the, the guys are going to miss games because of, you know, the, the rules in different uh, markets as far as unvaccinated players. And it's actually pretty interesting because um, I saw a post that you could put together a pretty good team of the the guys that are not vaccinated or maybe at least seem to be anti-vax. From Kyrie to Brad Bill, I mean, that's a strong backcourt there. 
you got Jonathan Isaac and uh, Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> so, I mean, if that's your four guys right there, then you you got a pretty strong lineup. Then I, I think Dwight Howard is on that list. I'm not 100% for sure, but I just kind of saw the, the graphic. And then there's another – oh, Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins, who I, I'm missing. So, I mean, it's a pretty strong team. Hopefully this – situation just kind of pans out i really don't see a, a resolution to it unless the guys decide to go ahead and get vaccinated but my, my opinion about it is is let's just talk about basketball i mean i just feel like a lot of been a lot of information has been about who's vaccinated who's not and then of course i'm adding on to it by talking about it but hopefully we can get to talking about basketball looking forward to the preseason games that that will start this this coming weekend but now I wanted to talk about a few of the players that I've been watching while I've been laying down on, on the floor. So um, international basketball has started. Uh, it just depends on the league, but a few of the leagues have already started. So some teams have played a couple games. And I've just been watching film on a few different international prospects. Some, I think, could be in the 2022 NBA draft, and a few of them could be in a later draft. But... So far, I mean, again, it's early. Some teams haven't played yet. Some teams have played two games. The EuroLeague season is going to start, I believe, to I believe this weekend. So the, the first weekend of August, if not today, and today is actually September thirtieth. If you're if you're listening at, at another date. All right, and the first player that I wanted to talk about is a guy, and I'm, I'm I may butcher some of these names. Like one of the difficult parts about. Uh, some of the international names is trying to go on Google Translate and, you know, type in the, the last name, which last names don't always translate well on, on um, you know, Google Translate. But the first part that I want to talk about is a guy that I, he's kind of come out of nowhere for me this summer, a guy named Darrow Duala. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that correctly. He's a 6'4 combo guard. I, I think he's, well, I have him listed as a combo guard, but I'd say he's probably more so of a shooting guard a little bit undersized right now doesn't have the the ideal size for a two but he just turned 17 in june he is from france he is currently playing in lithuania and so far through two games he's averaging 12 points per game three and a half rebounds he is 0 for 5 from three and but your numbers are pretty consistent with what he put up at the under 18s over five games he averaged 12 points 12 points per game he shot 58% from the floor, which is pretty impressive for a guard, and got to the free throw line just a shade under five attempts per game. He was also three of 10 from three. As far as just like the notes that I have on him, um, I love his frame. Even though he's only 17 years old, he has a strong frame, has some shot creation ability and handle. I think that he has an upside as a shot creator. He is an explosive athlete. I mean, that's probably what's going to to, to be his biggest asset right now is that he does have the ideal athleticism that you look for in a guard, which could, you know, definitely put him in a, a position to be a, a good two-way player. He has a good first step. What I like most is his mentality. I mean, he is aggressive. He's always looking to get downhill. And, I mean, that showed in his free throw attempts per game um, at the under-18s. He's not afraid of contact. He excels in transition. Now, if there was one area or a couple areas that I'd say I'd like to see him improve on throughout the season is he definitely needs to become a better and more consistent shooter. 
not the best shooter right now. He's actually kind of a reluctant shooter. He's mostly looking to get downhill and attack. And then, even though he's he's six four, and you know the league is is getting smaller, I would like to see him make some improvements as a shot creator for others. But Daryl Duala is a name that I'll be that I'll be following closely this season because I think he has a pretty high upside, and he's only seventeen, so he might not be done growing. So. That is someone to keep a lookout for. And he's also on a team that has multiple NBA draft prospects. So I expect by the end of this season, his his name is going to be well-known around NBA circles. All right, when we return, I have a few other guys that I want to mention, but I want to talk to you about the Sleeper.ap. In 2018, fantasy sports experts at Sleeper realized that fantasy basketball was broken Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper raised a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It is called Gang Pick, and it is only available on Sleeper. And Gang Pick owners pick a single game per week for each starter. And that game will count towards their team's total score, ensuring an even number of games played between opponents. Now, I know for me personally, I used to keep a flexible roster spot, and I would just make sure that every single day I had a guy fill in this roster spot. Sometimes I'd have a guy that scored 20, then I'd cut him to fill in a roster spot so I can get you know the more number of games played. The guy who I replaced with would score 8. And then the guy that I cut would get picked up by somebody else. And then he'd go on and have like a strong week or strong two weeks or whatever. But in this situation with Sleeper, that's a strategy that I could not use anymore. And the days of losing because your opponents like me simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. The days of mindless busy work, over. The days of giving up halfway through the season because of that busy work, busy work over. Now, if you played in my fantasy basketball league and you quit during the season, you can't come back. Whether you prefer a redraft keeper or dynasty, Game Picks has you covered. So download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. You will not be disappointed. Sleeper is one of a kind. Game Pick is the most strategic fantasy basketball experience in the industry. All right, next I want to talk to you about sweat block wipes. They are doctor created, doctor recommended, and they work for up to seven days per use. It is a dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you can get your money back. It is featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters. It is best-selling on Amazon for the past 10 years, over 13,000 reviews, and it is currently number one in Amazon in the antiperspirant category. And it's also manufactured in the USA. I had mentioned on previous podcasts that earlier this summer I was in Las Vegas for NBA Summer League. And if you've been to Vegas in the summertime, then you know how crazy hot it is. And with the sweat block, I didn't sweat. I could wear my gray shirt. Had a gray NBA Summer League shirt that I bought there. I could wear that shirt with confidence. And it is a must for everyone in their toiletry bag, even if you don't live in Las Vegas or you know a place like Miami or, or somewhere in Texas where it's hot. It's just for even if you like get really nervous or whether it's like a big presentation or even a hot date, you can benefit from sweat blocks. So again, sweat block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before you go to bed. 
Next morning, you wake up, wash, and go, and you can have a day where you don't where you don't have to worry about sweat. You'll be dry all day, guaranteed. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use sweat block once or twice per week, and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which one will hide the sweat better. And if you or someone you love is dealing with this, go to SweatBlock. You can get it today for 20% off at SweatBlock.com. And the promo code is locked on, or you can find it at Amazon or CVS. All right, once again, you're listening to Locked on NBA Draft. And thanks again for making Locked on NBA Draft your first listen of every day. I am going to get in a few more prospects that I've been covering. But when we're done, make sure your second Listen up today is Locked On Fantasy Basketball. It is the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. Check it out. Josh Lloyd coming live from Australia. And when they say it's the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world, is not fake promo. Josh Lloyd is great at what he does. All right. And the next player that I wanted to talk about is, is a guy that, I mean, his name has been on NBA draft boards and NBA circles for the last... I probably want to say two or three years. He's 20 years old now, but it's Malcolm Kazalan from France. He's currently playing in Serbia. And I've had a chance to uh, watch Malcolm play. I mean, I, I guess it was, I mean, time flies. It's been a couple summers, but he spent two summers, I want to say 2019 summer. He spent the majority of that summer in Dallas working out. So I had a chance to, you know, just kind of be around him and, and watch him work out with Frank Nilakina and Sekou Dumbuya. He, um, um, is, is a great athlete, and his, his game is best suited for him in the open floor. But he does a, a quite a bit of other things well. He uh, is French, if I didn't mention that he was, he was French. Um, as far as his physical tools, he has good size. He's about 6'6", has a reported 6'10 wingspan. And um, like I said, he does a little bit of everything well. Um, he had his first game of the season where he put up 17 points, three, three rebounds, four assists. Shot six of eight from the floor, but more impressively, or more importantly, I should say, he shot three of five from three. Now, Malcolm, like I said, does a lot of things well. I mean, he has a pretty good feel as a passer. Um, He can play out of pick and rolls. Um, Good ball handler for a wing. He's capable of attacking closeouts and making plays off the dribble. And he shows some flashes, not a lot, but some flashes of being able to shoot off the dribble um definitely someone that if he gets the rebound he can turn a missed shot or a rebound to a personal fast break and like i said i talked about his athleticism he will make plays above the rim great athlete bouncy athlete i think that he has the capability with his athleticism his size and length of being a two-way player if there was one thing that i would say i wanted to see him improve on is the shooting and so far i mean he's off to a a good start this season. Um, he does have a tendency to settle for tough shots. Um, I know in my notes before I had him listed as a jack of all trades, master of none, and uh, and thought that he must get stronger. And he does also have a tendency to kind of drive with without a plan. Now this is a big year for Malcolm because he's he's 20 now, and um, you know he he could put himself in position to get drafted, especially if he continues to play the way that he's played, the way that he played in the first game. He'll definitely have a lot of eyes on him this year because he's playing the same team as Nikola Jovic, who 
you know, depending on who you talk to, some may think that he's a lottery pick, but in most cases, he is considered a first-round pick, so uh, Malcolm would definitely have a lot of attention on him. The next player that I wanted to discuss is, and I might be getting this wrong, I, I have become a big fan of his over the last few weeks. It is Matteo Spagnolo. He is currently playing in Italy. He's a 6'4 combo guard. Um, he, he's actually from Italy also. He had a cup of tea with Real Madrid. In his first game, he had 15 points, 4 rebounds, 3 assists. was 4 of 6 from the floor, 2 of 4 from 3. Also put up good numbers this summer at the under-20s. Average 12 points per game, 6 rebounds, 4 assists. Now, the concerning part is he only shot 31% from the floor and 16% from three. Now, he was aggressive, got to the foul line about six times per game and made about mm, 79% of his threes. Had a little stint with the Italian national team at Eurobasket. Even though the numbers don't necessarily look good at the under-20s, I was I, I was impressed. I think he's a better shooter than what the numbers indicate and as far as like my notes I, I have that he is a shot creator he's a guy that can create his own shot um, he's a flashy and shifty ball handler has a little bit of flash and flair to his game I, I like that about him I like the confidence that he has and um, he's very aggressive and I guess you can say that that goes into his confidence I mean he looks to attack and just doesn't really give defenders a, a break I mean he's like I said, he, he's looking to get downhill, get his head down. He's looking to put the ball in the basket. So I love that about him. He's at his best in the open floor. And um, he's a solid athlete. I mean, he's fast with the ball in his hands. I mean, he's not like super explosive where he's going to make plays above the rim. But he does have the speed to get downhill. Um, as far as like the numbers, this is where, you know, you got to watch the film and not necessarily look at the numbers. So the, the numbers at the under 20s were, were bad. I mean, he was one of 18 on pull up jumpers and um, was only like two for 15 as the pick and roll ball handler at the under 20s shot 11 percent on jump shots. Now, even though it's only one game that that he's played this season on his uh, professional team. He showed some impressive shot creation ability. So over the, the season, uh, I'll definitely be checking out to see which numbers are a better indicator of where he's at. Because in this, in this game where he had 15 points, I mean, he had some impressive step backs. He had pull-up threes off the dribble. I mean, he just looked like a, a really – he just looked like a player that has a really high upside as a shot creator. He's only – 18 years old, 18 years old, I believe. So he was playing up this summer. So again, he's someone that I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to. Um, another thing that I really like is that he plays hard. Like, I mean, I saw a possession where he dove on the floor for a loose ball. And I mean, he plays with the energy of a, a guy that is not as talented and is like a, a hustle role player. So that's another thing that I, I like about him. Now, as far as his passing, he had good passing numbers. I think that he's a solid passer. I mean, he's definitely looking to score first, pass second, but he does have a good feel and, and decent vision. Now, as far as just areas of concern, um, you know, like any guy that is a that is wired to score, his shot selection can be questionable at times. He does have a tendency to play out of control with some wild drives to the rim, 
but that can be expected for a guy that you know gets to the free throw line as much as he does. I mentioned that he struggled with his jump shot, uh, and I, I'll say the numbers again: eleven percent on jump shots at the under twenties, two fifteen as the pick and roll ball handler as far as jump shots. Again, he's best with the ball in his hands. I don't know if he's a natural point, but if he can develop into a full-time point guard, he could definitely have a, a solid NBA career. And he also struggled finishing at the rim in half-court situations. But he put so much pressure on the rim that it, it could be due to, to spacing. And like I said, he's someone that I'm going to be watching a lot. And just to see if his role is a little bit different on, on the professional team as opposed to with the Italian national team. He kind of had the ball in his hands every play and was pretty much called on to create everything. So... Matteo Spagnolo is a guy that I'll be definitely paying attention to the rest of the season. All right, when we return, I have a couple of more guys that I wanted to, to talk about. But right now, let me talk to you about Rock Auto. It is with the ever-increasing number of makes and models. It's nearly impossible for your local chain and auto parts store to stock all the parts you need so what is the purpose of you going through all the questioning about your car and then you have to wait while the person behind the counter orders parts from their computer when you can do it yourself if you have a computer you have access to rockauto.com whether it's on your computer at home or in your pocket you can save time and money when you use rock auto and we all like to save money and time. So why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more on the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? For example, you know, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 at a chain store. It is only $216 at rockauto.com. Rock Auto is a family business. It is serving do-it-yourselfers for the last 20 years. Rock Auto's prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you want and need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor, oil, and even new carpet. Go explore. They're easy to use website today and find out the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck or your minivan. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. And next, let's talk about betonline.ag. Betonline is back and better than ever. As you know, all the eyes are on the gridiron or gridiron as teams are back and you know, I guess it's what week three, four football season. And as always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with a new updated site and interface with even more odds, props, and contests. BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you can receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Do not forget to use the promo code nfl one Hundred, Everything from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, it is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. And BetOnline, your online sports book experts. And the promo code is locked on. 
All right, thanks again for listening to Locked On NBA Draft. This is your host, Rafael Barlow. And wrapping up in this last segment, I just wanted to talk about a few other prospects that I've had a chance to watch. One of them is Fedor Zugic. Hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. He is from Montenegro, but he is currently playing in Germany. He's a 6'6 wing, and he caught my attention with, with his game a few days ago. He had nine points where he hit three threes out of four attempts in only 13 minutes, and it was versus a EuroLeague team in Bayern Munich. Zugic is a shooter. I mean, I think that is the skill set that he can hang his hat on, and that is the role that he'll play in the NBA. Uh, I also think that he's a good passer. I also like that he plays hard, and he, he just he's one of these guys that when he doesn't have the ball, he's moving hard. I mean, he's cutting with a purpose, definitely looking to to get open, understands how to get to just the open spots on the floor and find gaps in the defense. He is a, like I said, his, his main skill set that he can hang his hat on is his shooting. But I think that he does have some potential as a straight line driver, a guy that can attack closeouts. Pretty solid athlete as far as speed, um, decent first step that will allow him to attack closeouts. And he shows some flashes of being a pretty good ball handler. But I think the main thing, like I have said a few times already, is that he is someone that I could see having a role as. A, a guy that scores off pin downs, action plays, moving off the ball, and as a knockdown shooter. And he just definitely has a good size at a 6'6". So he's a name. Fedor Zugic is a name that I expect that you'll, you'll hear a lot of around NBA draft time. And the last prospect that I wanted to discuss today is Pavel Savkov. Hopefully... I'm pronouncing that right. Again, I struggle sometimes with these international names. I like Pavel. I think that he has, um, I think he is actually one of the more intriguing prospects. Played in Spain. He's a 6'7". Some may think he's a point. Some may say he's a combo, but he's a 6'7 guard from Russia. He played in the, I want to say LEB Silver. That might be Spain's second, no, third division. But he put up solid numbers, 12 points per game, two rebounds, two assists, shot 44% from the floor and 40% from three. And that is a a good combination to have. If you have a 6'7 guard that can play the point and make plays for others that shoots 40% from three, um, like, you know, sometimes when I'm watching international prospects, and you don't want to stereotype them based off of where they're from. But he does have this toughness that you would expect from a, a Russian. Like, you usually don't see the words Russian player and soft in the same sentence. So he is tough. Um, I like his upside as a pull-up shooter just because he has the ability to shoot over the top of defenders with his size and his and his handle. So that's what I like about him, especially, you know, shooting shooting the three. If he can knock down open threes but also pull up over the top. And I'm just saying that there's a chance that he has the potential to be able to score on three levels. Now, as far as one of the – or as far as just the overall areas of concern, even though he's making the shots, it seems like a large majority of his shots are off balance. Like he seems like a guy that ends up on the floor a lot, and when he does miss, it's because he's shooting off balance. 
but I think that's actually his game. So it's, it may not be the most visually pleasing, but um, yeah, I mean, it's just a lot of off-balance shots. Um, does have a tendency to be out of control, even though I think that he is a a natural, maybe a natural point, maybe plays best with the ball in his hands. I think that he needs to tighten up his handle a little bit. If he can tighten up his handle, I think that that'll go a long way. And then uh, the last note that I have on him, and it's kind of part of being off balance, but it looks like he's flailing on his jumpers trying to draw fouls. And I know you're probably listening like, all right, so you said he was tough, but he's flailing on his jumpers. Weird combination. So, I, like I said, I think he's trying to draw fouls, but I, I also feel like he has just developed a a a knack for making off-balance jumpers that looks like he's trying to draw foul. I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of have to watch this film and, and understand what I'm talking about. S- describing it over a podcast is probably not the best thing to do. But yet, he's also another player. Actually, all of these guys, and I've probably mentioned it on all of them, I have a, d- a tendency to be redundant with what I'm saying. But he's someone that I'm going to keep a close eye on, especially playing in Spain. My goal is to to, to spend this uh, the majority of this season. Hopefully, I can leave sometime next month. Well, I mean, it's not officially October today. But uh, in November, hopefully, I can um, start in November. And my, my journey overseas and evaluating some of these prospects in person. I wanted to talk about one more player, and he is teammates with Daryl Duala who I mentioned first, and he's also Italian. It is Abramo Kanka, and I, I've heard this name for the past few years. Finally had a chance to really take a deep dive into his film, and he's a 6'6 wing, only 19 years old. Uh, he's had two games this season, 14.5 points per game, three rebounds per game, two assists, two steals. The numbers as far as shooting efficiency aren't great, 35% from the floor, 20% on threes. He also gets to the line a lot, 5.5 free throw attempts per game and he's shooting 90% from the foul line and again this is a small sample size it's only over two games but what I like about him is that he has ideal size for a wing ideal size and length he also he's also someone that is active and he plays hard high motor I think he can carve out a role in the NBA as a switchy defender and hustle player Um, pretty good athlete I mean, he, he's able to showcase his athleticism best when he's in the open floor. He's a good rebounder. He, he rebounds for a wing, and kind of like uh, Malcolm Kazalan, he can turn his he can turn rebounds into personal fast breaks. Now, as far as, like, areas of concern, um, he's fast in the open floor. I'd say he's, I mean, it's, like, it's weird. Like, he's a good athlete when he has a runway. He's not, like... I mean, again, he's a good athlete, but he's not on a elite level athlete. But I think his athleticism is is good enough to where he could be a, a solid defender. Um, he struggles finishing around the rim. I think that could be related to him just not having a lot of strength right now. And you know, by being young, I mean he's only 19 years old, playing in a professional league. So finishing through contact is the area that I would like to see him improve on. His outside shooting needs to be a little bit more consistent. And um, that would go a long way in helping him develop into a role as a 3 and D type hustle guy. Um, if he can do that, then I think that he could definitely um, play in the NBA for some years, especially with his athleticism, his length, 
and his defense, his motor, he's wired to just play hard. And if he can knock down corner threes, then you know I, I don't see why he can't uh, have a decent career. He needs to also work on his left hand, pretty right hand dominant. And as far as just like, and this is nitpicking here because it's not necessarily going to be his role, but he's not a creative offensive scorer. He's not a guy that you can give the ball to at the end of the shot clock and say, hey, go get us a bucket. You don't really see a lot of, you know, like step backs, crossovers, or, you know, just the ability to create separation. So that's something that he may need to work on, but I don't know if it's necessarily going to be his role. And then um, he does have the tendency to drive out of control, but I think that's related to him struggling finishing through contact. It's easy for him to get bumped off his spots because he doesn't have the strength. Well, that wraps it up. But before I leave, I want to talk about Locked on Bets and betting on the NBA. doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You can get the daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow Locked On Bets or the Locked On Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, which is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Wherever you get your podcast, again, thank you for making Locked On NBA Draft your first listen of the day, and we will be back on Monday. And I don't know what I'm talking about on Monday, but I will be back on Monday. Now, for your second listen of the day, check out, I'll just pick a random NBA team. I would say check out Locked On Mavs. They are doing great. Just saw that they've hit like a million views on YouTube. So Locked On Mavs, shout out to Nick Angsteg and Isaac Harris for everything that they're doing. Once again, it's Rafael Barlow, NBA Draft Junkies, Locked On NBA Draft. Have a good weekend. And I am out.